If you want Colts talk all year long, you're in the right place. Taylor hit, but he bounces into the end zone. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. How can we, like you mentioned, as pillars, as guys who are leaders on this team, how can we turn that around? Play action. Now he's in trouble, and he's going to be brought down. A sack for the Colts. DeForest Buckner back to the 27-yard line. Never quit. I never not fall. I never not compete. And I will always continue to be a great, great leader, a great competitor. Now he checks it down left side, looking for the end zone for Alec Pierce. And he's got it. Touchdown, Alec Pierce. This is the official Colts podcast, giving you an updated look at what's new with the horseshoes. In the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio, let's get the podcast started. Welcome to the Colts Official Podcast. We are brought to you by our friends at winbet.com. Check them out if you like to play some action. Okay, coming up on today's podcast, obviously we're going to talk about the biggest news in Colts land in some time. The hiring of Shane Steichen taking over as head coach of the Colts and the takeaways from what he had to say today in his introductory press conference. We're also going to go around the NFL on hard it or hate it in the spirit of today being Valentine's Day. I'm joined, joined by the voice of the Colts, Matt Taylor, and from Colts.com, senior writer J.J. Stankovitz is here. Guys, the Colts have hired Eagles offensive coordinator Shane Steichen to be their next head coach. Listen up. He's the franchise's 11th permanent head coach since making the move to Indianapolis in 1984. Steichen at age 37 is the second youngest head coach in franchise history. The Baltimore Colts hired Don Shula at 33 back in 1963. He is currently the third youngest head coach in the NFL behind LA's Sean McVay and Minnesota's Kevin O'Connell. JJ, let's start with you. What'd you make of Steichen's presser today? Yeah, I thought it was impressive. You know, he, he started off by thanking the many people who have influenced him and made an impact on him over the course of his career. And he was emotional in that moment. And you think about it, if you got your dream job and you're sitting there and you're thinking about all the people that helped you get that dream job, you'd be emotional too. Um, I thought it was a really, really human moment for him. And, you know, just hearing him thank everyone from his high school coach to Norv Turner to Philip Rivers to Nick Sirianni to his wife and his kids – I thought that was really powerful just to start off. But, you know, the the biggest takeaway, the biggest news I think that came out of it, Jeffrey, was that he is going to be the Colts' offensive play caller. Yeah, yeah. That is going to carry over from his time in Philadelphia where he had that role in 2021 and 2022. And then I, I love this, the his offensive philosophy of we are going to throw to score points and run to win. I love that. Build up a lead by throwing the football and then run the football to win the game in the second half. I love that philosophy. I loved hearing that. Very impressed by Shane Steichen in his press conference. And also, too, when Jim Irsay and Chris Ballard were up there talking about Shane before uh, introducing him as the head coach, all the different boxes that he had to mm-hmm. check off during the interview process, and they talked to a lot of people for a long period of time. They said a lot of guys checked some boxes, but Shane checked them all. And it, I think it has more to do – it's on top of the football acumen and the offensive prowess and the versatility and the creativity from a scheme standpoint. And Jim said, I wanted to see leadership and I wanted to see a presence with Shane. And I think that you can sense that, you can feel that when you talk to him – research him, uh, you know, research all that he's done and what other people that he's encountered 
throughout his NFL career are saying about him as well. This is a young guy, J.J. This is a 37-year-old guy, third youngest in the NFL. Does that come into play at all, never having an official head coach title up to this point of his career? I don't think so. I mean, you look back at at his experience and coming in with 12 years in the NFL – you know, he, he has experience. He started as a defensive assistant. He said that helped him kind of learn some, cer- some thir- certain things on that side of the ball. He did two years under North Turner in that role, 2011-2012. But then coming back uh, as the Chargers quarterbacks coach after he was a quality control for a couple of years, working with Phillip Rivers. Then he, he's the offensive coordinator. He's working with Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to Philadelphia, and he's working with Jalen Hurts. And, and the influences he has had over those years – um, doesn't really worry me that he doesn't have any previous head coaching experience. That was most of the guys the Colts talked to in this process. Not all of them, but most of them. Right. And I think the biggest thing, just to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying, Matt, about the, the leadership aspect of it, it's not just that he's an offensive coach. That was not the qualifier for this position. It was, can you lead an entire team? Can you be the right head coach for a football team, not just the right head coach for an offense? And I think that is where Shane Steichen separated himself in this process. And, yes, it is a bonus that he has experience working with quarterbacks, developing young quarterbacks. Yeah, young guys too. Right. But that was not going to be the deciding factor in this process. If it was, the Colts wouldn't have bothered talking to some very impressive candidates right. like Aaron Glenn, like Rich Bisaccia. Uh, on the defensive yeah, why side you of the ball. Yeah, why are you talking to Wayne Martindale? Right? right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's look through these tea leaves real quick. Low hanging fruit, Mate. Low hanging fruit. I'm just putting. That's two my in, specialty. I'm just putting two and two together here. <laughs> Colts need a quarterback. Right. Draft position right now four. Right. Got a couple of young kids up there that can lead an offense. Right. Shane Steichen comes in, young quarterback. That's that. You mentioned Wink Martindale. We heard the other ones that were out there, Aaron Glenn included. Right. Um, does that come into play? Because they're going to say, hey, when this young man comes in, whoever it is the Colts get that quarterback, whenever they get a quarterback, they're going to say, by the way, move into the head coach's off, uh, you know, office and get a cot in there because you're going to be sleeping a lot of hours learning this offense. Right. Like J.J. said, I mean, just because Shane Steichen has a tremendous amount of experience on the offensive side of the ball and orchestrating an offense that went to the Super Bowl doesn't guarantee you success. That's not the sole reason why he's here, but it really helps. It really helps when you – could potentially be targeting a young quarterback with a fourth overall pick that's going to have a lot of weight of the organization on his shoulders right away, right? We all know how that goes. But I think the biggest thing that you can point to in all of this is that offense right now is winning in the National Football League. I mean, 38 35 final. That's where I was going. In the I mean, Super Bowl. The Eagles you know? just put up 35 points yep. and 400 yards of offense in the Super Bowl, and that wasn't enough. Right. Right, And they've got Jalen Hurts and six Pro Bowlers on that side of the football. And we've talked about this on, on prior podcasts. In each of the past two years, nine of the top ten scoring offenses in the NFL have made the playoffs. If you look at the last two championship rounds, right, AFC, NFC championship games the last two years, all of the coaches in those games have been offensive coaches, right, coaches that come from an offensive background. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if it's a prerequisite that the Colts had to hire an offensive guy, but it certainly helps, and I think he does have the gravitas to command respect and hold guys accountable in the locker room 
when he's talking about overseeing an entire team, not just an offense. Like he said, it's the 26 other guys he's going to have to deal with now on the defensive side of the ball, oversee special teams. But it will be interesting because Nick Sirianni talked openly about, hey, I just had too much on my plate in terms of game management, right. calling plays, plus worrying about all of that. At times, it was a little bit much. I trust this guy. I trust Shane Steichen to call the plays, to still orchestrate the offense. But Shane's going to do that here. He's going to call the plays, at least initially. That's what he said in his introductory press conference. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of delegates the different moving parts that you have to have on on a game day operation to be successful. J.J., whatever style quarterback comes into this offense, whether it's small in stature, fleet of foot, or you know six seven with a rocket arm sits in the pocket, is Steichen capable of adapting to that? I mean, as far as we know, he's worked with the different quarterbacks. We talked about it earlier. Is it any style quarterback that can comes in? Yeah. He'll make it work? Yeah, 100%. I mean, we Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts are completely different quarterbacks okay. with completely different skill sets. And it's worked for both of those quarterbacks when Shane Steichen's been their offensive coordinator. I thought it was interesting. He was asked, Shane Steichen, what qualities he looks for in a quarterback, and he said accuracy, decision-making, and the ability to create. Those things are very important. So keep that in mind as we move forward here this offseason. If you're looking at draft prospects, you're looking at free agents, whatever it may be, um, those are qualities that Shane Steichen is going to look for. Something else I thought was interesting, Maytay, I asked him about how he worked with Justin Herbert because Shane's talked about this this theory of accelerated vision that as you get more experience as a quarterback, your vision speeds up, your processing speeds up. But he got an awful lot out of Justin Herbert when he didn't have that, when he didn't have those years of experience. And he said something he told Herbert early on was your tailback is your best friend. Just, hey, if we run a max protect play action, just dump it off to your tailback if no one's open. Get the ball there, and you can create chunk plays explosives that way without necessarily putting the ball into harm's way. And I think that's a really good thing if you're sitting there and you're Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And you're like, all right, you know, coming back, I'm healthy in 2023, and I better be ready to catch some some check downs, some little flares, swing passes, because – that might be coming my way in this Shane I mean, second if, offense. If you're sitting here talking about if, and it's a big if, right? It's the middle of February right now. If the Colts draft a young quarterback, number four overall, coming up at the end of April, again, th- that's a tall order for a guy to shoulder all of that responsibility. You go back to a couple years ago at the end of the season press conference that Chris Ballard had described in, in totality the season that Carson Wentz had. It's we need to make more layups. Let's take what the defense gives us, right? So if you're talking about a young quarterback, let's rely on Jonathan Taylor. Let's rely on Quentin Nelson. Let's get the ball in space to Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce and Jelani Woods. And I think that's sort of what he's referring to because I think Jonathan Taylor is a better pass-catching back than a lot of the backs that the Eagles had. And uh, we'll see how it kind of all manifests itself. we got more time with the Combine. And the offseason workout program hasn't started yet, but you're excited in, in terms of what Shane Steichen can do because he's done it and adapted to multiple different you know personnel groups and certainly different quarterbacks. Well, I got to say this: I met Steichen very briefly earlier today, and the only thing I told him was sixty thousand people knew you were running the sneak with Jalen Hurts here at Lucas Oil Stadium in to the win fourth the ball quarter. But, and he did say you got to get your stars the ball. But but <laughs> here, players, here's the thing about plays, that right? play. Yeah. That play, I think, is a perfect example of what makes Shane Steichen such a good coordinator mm-hmm. and play caller is that. It wasn't, all right, yeah, it, it, all right, everyone knew, okay, we're going to get the ball into the hands of our star. But the Eagles, if you remember on that play, they 
they had been running that quarterback sneak, that kind of quarterback draw, when they were in two-by-two personnel. And they went three-by-one, and they ran it then. So I remember talking to Unique Ngakwe, DeForest Buckner, Zaire Franklin after the game, who all told us that they weren't alerted for a quarterback sneak because, for the most part, they had ran QB sneaks when it was either uh, two-by-two or they were in empty and it was like a three-by-two. So three receivers to one side, two receivers to the other side, or two receivers to each side. So because they dressed it up differently, it was incredibly successful. And that's something that Shane Steichen is so good at doing. It's something he talked about in his time in Philadelphia, that there are endless ways to dress up the same concepts. And that was an example of it. That was an example of it working to perfection that cost the Colts a game last year. What do you year. guys think, both of you guys, what do you think of his influence will be on Chris Ballard and that draft room? How much of an impact and influence will he have on selection of players and the style that fits what's you know in his back pocket as, hey, this is my offense, this cat would be perfect in it? I think you want to have the every, – every part of the organization should be aligned with who you're going to take. If you're going to take a quarterback that high, it should go owner, GM, head coach. Mm-hmm. Should all be in alignment on that. So I think Steichen will have a, a very significant voice in that because yeah. you think you think about the again the qualities I talked about accuracy decision making ability to create those are now things that the Colts are going to be you know hey if we want to get Shane Steichen the right guy for him to develop well we got to find those yeah, qualities. those are the boxes you have to check and, and you know Chris Ballard today talked too about during the interview process getting to know Shane and talking with him and talking shop talking ball they they see the game the same way that's not only concepts and and personnel but it's also measurements in the draft right I mean guys that sort of fit what you want to do or what you want to be about on offense whether that's offensive line or a pass catching tight end or a field stretching wide receiver there's certain benchmarks that I think Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen have uh, when you talk about evaluating talent coming out of the draft so it's not just on the field it's personnel as well so that's going to be interesting to see how that sort of comes along and and how much um, chirping as you like to say, Jeffrey, uh, Shane Steichen can do in Chris Ballard's ear uh, near draft time. J.J., what's the next month look like for Shane Steichen? Real busy. Uh, he's got to put a coaching staff together. He was asked today if Gus Bradley and the defensive staff of Bubba Ventrone will stay on. He said he, you know, that that's going to be the next thing on his plate is putting that staff together, hiring an offensive coordinator, uh, and then bringing in a new offensive coaching staff as well, you would assume. Um that's going to be a, a, a frenetic process. Um, and, and the crazy thing is we're sitting here two weeks until the combine. Right. Right now. Right two weeks from today, we're going to be down at the Indianapolis Convention Center listening to Chris Ballard and Shane Steichen talk at the NFL Combine uh, as they start the real heavy evaluation of these guys in the draft class. Yeah. yeah. Plus and, he's got to move and he's right. got to get his family settled. I mean, the, I mean, the logistics of it alone. I mean, my goodness. He's got two kids who he's got to, you know, got to get got to get them School. here. and. It's uh, yeah. it's going to be a, a very busy time for Shane Steichen, that's for sure. They had a great support staff here in Indianapolis as far as the Colts go with mm-hmm. new members of the family, whether they're a head coach, mm-hmm. a football player, yep. or a secretary. It doesn't matter. They're always there. Guys, Mr. Ursay had set up there, uh, Chris Ballard as well. Individually, these guys talked to the candidates that were up for this position. Obviously, it went to Shane Steichen, but both of them had a chance to talk. I want to zero in on one because we talked about him the last half of the year and a guy who's close to a lot of people's hearts, Jeff Saturday here. We saw the video earlier today that Jeff Saturday uh, put out there, you know, a fun one as Is he, well. Was he fishing? He where, was fishing. Where was like North Carolina? Sure, down there. Well, maybe yeah. maybe, maybe Georgia, maybe uh, yeah. North Florida in that type of an area, but uh, a great job that he did in, a tough job that, that was put in, and I just wanted you guys to get 
give give her thoughts on Jeff Saturday, what he came in because he was he was a finalist, as Mr. Ursay said. He was put in a bad position, a tough position that any coach would be put in right. uh, to try and kind of you know win some ball games with the way that we were we were acting you know mid year with uh, so much indecision going. Yeah, on. I mean, I I really enjoyed my interactions with Jeff. I thought he handled himself very well, especially in some hard times. You know, you talk about the the second half comeback against Minnesota, the fourth quarter against Dallas. Uh, you know, unfortunately, there's going to be some you know things that he'd like to forget about his two months on the job in Indianapolis. But yeah, I mean, it's it was certainly a unique situation that he came into. He agreed to do it. I thought he did a really good job of handling himself with with a lot of class and integrity. Um, and you know, certainly it was a you know, something where he, he comes in and, and really is, is learning on the fly, just like a lot of everybody else is adapting to him on the fly within that locker room. Yeah, I'll remember Jeff's time in Indianapolis briefly, but but very fondly because of the way he treated me and treated everybody within the organization with a lot of class and respect. I do have to say players appreciated his, his view uh, and his, you know, emphasis on accountability during practice. You know, hearing from guys after the season, they all said, you know, hey, that was that, – that helped – even if the results weren't there, uh, the the just that like we're doing it and we're gonna do it until we do it right during practice. That that was appreciated by those I, guys. I'm one of the few out there that think if he wants a career in coaching, I think he's a perfect candidate for it. His demeanor, his temper, his non-temper rather, his way that he deals with people, and his offensive skill set that's between his ears because of playing with. Yeah, I mean, what Manning. you see is what you get. Yeah, I mean, right? Yeah. He's a genuine article yeah. as far as that goes. He's not gonna tell you anything behind or say anything behind your back that he's not going to say in your face in terms of right. holding guys accountable. A lot of great candidates out there, but Shane Steichen is the man. I liked what Philip Rivers had said about the Colts' new coach. He said he can throw away a playbook and still call a game. Yeah. You know, that type but of thing. That's where he gets his, from North Turner. He gets that from North Turner, yeah. 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 Where it's North a beautiful Turner's mind philosophy. type thing. Yeah. <laughs> Russell movie. Yeah. His philosophy is if you're looking at your play sheet too much during a game, you're probably not calling a very good game. Is that right? Yeah. So you just got to you gotta you got, you, live you with them, sleep with them, eat with them, know those plays right. inside and out. Like, you prepare yeah. Monday through Saturday, so on Sunday you already know the answers to the test. We have a great Colts. Uh, excuse me, Corch. one more time. Corch! We have a great new Colts coach coming in to Indianapolis. His name is Shane Steichen. More news is always going to be happening now with the new hire of a head coach, and you can find that on Colts.com and anywhere that you want. We have podcasts rolling up. J.J. Stankovic, Matt Taylor, Lara Overton included. Check it all out at Colts.com. It is Valentine's Day, guys. The loved ones are on our mind right now, so I'm going to start a little segment we like to call Heart It or Hate It. I would like Heart It or Ate It myself rather than <laughs> Hate It. Because, a box of chocolates? Yeah, this one's about eating some good stuff. It's Valentine's Day today, and back in the day in grade school, you received Valentine's Day. Remember this from your classmates? You, JJ, you oh, remember yeah. that? You get a little thing, a little envelope there. It says to JJ on there. I remember those. Yeah. I handed them out to the girls and guys in the class. It was a great thing. Yeah, to Cindy from yeah, Jeffrey. Yeah, we yeah. had candy everywhere for everybody. <laughs> That's a stinking rave party to fourth graders. Are you kidding? Now, depending on who you received your love notes from, from. You either hearted them or you hated them. So let's roll out this hearted or hated with some NFL items, not love items, okay? Got it. Sound good? Love it. The Combine's future. JJ, let's start with you. NFLPA Executive Director Demore Smith wants to get rid of the NFL scouting combine. Instead, he said he'd like to establish regional pro days potentially put on by the Players Association. Smith cited that players have to waive their medical rights and endure embarrassing questions from teams at said 
said Combine. Smith then I wanted to say the evaluations from team doctors are trying to decrease players' draft values. Smith also said the NFL doesn't need a Combine to evaluate the physical traits of a prospect, and the Combine is for teams to engage in intrusive employment actions that don't exist anywhere else in the work field. JJ, with you, DeMaurice Smith talking some big, big things right here about the NFL Combine, which happens to be stationed here in Indianapolis. Do you heart it or hate the idea of the Combine disappearing? It's a pretty complex issue to get into it. Um, I think I, I think I wouldn't like to see the Combine go away, mm-hmm. but is there a way to reimagine it to make it a little bit, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe that exists. I don't know. Um, I think the the thing that everyone should be watching for is if agents were to start holding their players out of the combine. Mm-hmm. That would be probably the critical mass. Which that is would, the next step. They're right. already being held out of bowl games. Right. You would know? you start holding your players out of the combine and say, we're just doing pro days? That, that would be where this might cross into uh, a discussion that – the league but, needs to have with the PA. But for right now, I mean, the the medical stuff, you talk to anyone in the NFL and they'll tell you the medicals are really what the combine is all about. Um, you know, the medicals and the interviews that you get to do, the time you get to spend with these guys. And is it different and is it unique than any other workplace? Yeah, I mean, well, so is playing in the NFL. So, I don't know. It's a, it's a really complex issue. It's got a lot of layers to it. I don't want to sit here and be like, I love it or I hate it. But – it's. Uh, I would probably just be a little bummed if the combine went away. Yeah, I think it's a really complex issue as well, but I'm sort of right there in the middle. I, I think there's a lot of truth to what Demora Smith is saying, but I don't want to see the combine completely disappear. You can be a Division three player and be on the peripheral radar of some team, right, to be drafted in the sixth or seventh round or to be an undrafted free agent. You can find film on these guys. It's 2023, okay? You can find film on anybody in about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to see a guy run another 40-yard dash or a short shuttle. I mean, you can find that information, and you can gleam what you need to out of pro days and sitting down with guys in the interviews. But the problem is the interviews are such a big piece of the combine. The, the teams don't want that to go away. But the players would probably be fine to see that all go away because they're put through the ringer. Most teams are pretty professional about it, but you always hear about stories of teams asking these weird psychological questions. Yeah, like what was your mother like in high school? Or like if you were dressed, what color would you be? Or, you know, if you were food, what type? I mean, it's just just really weird. I understand that aspect of it, Matt. I really do because DeMaurice Smith said the intrusive employment actions that don't exist anywhere else. I understand that. There's only 1,200 or so of these jobs a year that are open for NFL players in the world, for that matter. You know, and then you look at entertainment in Hollywood and action movies and stuff. Do they have those interviews with those type of people that are making $20 million a year? Yeah. So I understand his point on that saying, hey, but it is the NFL, which is a rare, very exclusive yeah. club to get into, and the most elite players and athletes in the world, they're the only ones that are going to be able to get in. I do think, though, it's fair to say, and, and JJ, feel free to, to chime in, I, I do think it's fair to say that the, the focus has shifted on the combine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not the end-all, be-all if you, if you run a bad 40 or if you don't test well on your you know, your individual drills in the combine on the field at Lucas Oil Stadium. It is more so about the the health and the medical and the x-rays and the interviews. So I think we're shifting a little bit, but I don't think it's I don't think it's at the point where we want to see it completely go away. But I think, like JJ said, maybe we 
adapt it to where it makes more sense to fit everybody's criteria. I like that it's here, though. I really do. I like I do hearing too. the stories. It's, about, like, it's like a big, you know, old, it's it really a big old convention. I mean, it everyone is. Good who's, point. Good point. It you is. know, you have the who's who of the NFL coming into yeah. Indianapolis for a week every year. It's a great time. You know, good just catching up with people around the yeah, league. And teams and, that hate each other, I'll you know, yeah. go out to dinner together. Yeah. Right? <laughs> wind, up you know at, I mean? wind up at Prime at 2 o'clock in the morning. There it is. And, you know, hated rivals shaking hands and having a beer. All right, I'm with you. Hey, more coming up. NFL flex scheduling. Roger Goodell said last week that Amazon, the league's new Thursday night football rights holder, could also have that ability down the line. We saw it earlier uh, this year as far as them flexing some games that have playoff implications. Matt, do you heart it or hate it? The idea of Thursday night football being able to flex games. Man, as a fan, you love it, right? Because you're going to get better matchups potentially on Ooh, Thursday night. Tough. And just ask Al Michaels yeah. if he's a fan of flex right, scheduling, right, okay? Right, right. Um, but, I mean, the coaches would hate it because we all know the coaches start working on Thursday night football as soon as the schedule comes out because it is such a short, unique week of work because you're trying to cram in six days worth of prep into about two and a half, three, depending on if you have to travel. So it's really, really hectic. So the teams want as much prep time as possible, but the NFL wants better matchups, and the NFL will do what – the fans want and what produces more money, and that is flex scheduling on Thursday night, so it's coming. What? I, I, well, the the way flex scheduling works now for Sunday night football, you can flex a game within 12 days of it being played. I think for Thursday night football, you'd have to you'd have yeah, to at least, at two least double that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you could three weeks, man, yeah, or you, something. You, you yeah, know, to do 12, right. that would be absurd to do 12 days. But yeah, you would have to you'd have to give probably a month's oh. notice. But you could then you know you get. Some you know Thursday night game in December between two teams that aren't very good, and all of a sudden the NFL could you know make that a a, a more lucrative day right. for Amazon. NFL is king, guys. One hundred and thirteen million tuned in. That's... But the problem is, oftentimes I forget about Thursday night football. I mean, I'll just raise my hand. I'm probably in the minority. JJ, what is he talking? I forget about, about Thursday. I forget JJ, what that is it's he on. talking about? One of my about? favorite games this year was the Jaguars Jets Thursday night game in December. Where it was like it, a torrential downpour. Yeah, it was. It was. It you look at it, you're like oh, it was, it was a bad awful. game, but I it loved was, the the, the Jags just chipped away at this great Jets defense the whole night, and they finally pulled it out at the end. That game was fun. No one would have thought when the schedule came out that Jags Jets would have been a great game on Thursday night, but hey, it was, and it was between two teams that are in playoff contention. Hey, no, without, in, I, in, I'm just saying I forget that it's on. Like right. it'll be like at nine thirty. It's oh, there's a game tonight, guys. I'm saying this. 113 million watched the Super Bowl. That's one in three people in the United States. I know there's elderly. I know there's young kids and everything. But everybody watches the game, the only game in town. Right. I'm watching Thursday night. Oh, I'm saying, yeah. like, Listen. like, bro, I, if you could flex it a day before, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> like, then flex it. It's like, at this point, obviously, that's not realistic. But, I mean, the power of the game, the power of the NFL and the power of that, there's going to be nothing that's on television this year as far as the United States goes alone and right. viewership yep. that's going to – going to beat 113 million what so was it these uh, guys will do anything they can to get more eyes on their what product. was it the new york times had 16 of the top 17 highest rated tv football. programs this past year were nfl games football yeah, and it was like out of the top 100 it was like 87 were football oh games. i love yeah. it hey guys i like talking about other teams players too so join <laughs> along with me Derek Carr he met with the saints last week informed new orleans that he won't approve a trade a trade to the saints or any other team for that matter why is that jj uh because he kind of he has a no trade clause, 
So he held all the power, and today the Las Vegas Raiders released him. Okay, fair enough. Because he held all the power. He had forty point four. He had forty point four million in guarantees on his contract to kick in on February fifteenth, which is tomorrow. So yeah. JJ, just by saying that, by declining the trade, he's going to have the ability to fit or visit rather with any team about a month before free agency opens. He's expected to draw interest from a lot of teams who are in the market for a veteran QB. JJ, start with you. Do you love? Do you heart it or do you hate it the way that uh, Derek Carr did this little deal with the Vegas Raiders? Yeah, where he he was away from the team to the end of the year. I mean, I think you probably say you don't love that, but also, you know, the writing's on the wall. Right. Like, if Derek Derek Carr's in the building, is that really materially changing the culture and changing the outcome of the season for the Raiders? Probably not. So, I don't – I guess, like, I don't hard it or hate it. I just, like, don't care. Don't care? I think Derek Carr's a really (laughs) solid quarterback (laughs) who – That's uh, not an option. That's uh, that's not on there. Hard it, hate it, or don't care? Don't give a rip. You're you're the the, – this is the Valentine in class. uh, I forgot about – I forgot about Jeff. I forgot to give him a Valentine. Shoot. <laughs> I always forget about him. Dang it. Well, maybe next year. That's where I'm at with this one. That's it. Hey, you remember that. Maytay, anything yeah. on car? You like the way he did it? Yeah. I, mean, they I always, him. I they always said, remember Jeff. Get out of town. Way. And I know, but I'm bringing, Jeff was my best friend. <laughs> I'm bringing up car to you because you still have a poster on your on your adult bedroom I'll get wall. Out of town. I'm just saying, you l- always love this guy. The only way he would come back here in the NF or in the Indianapolis era <laughs> is it would be in a backup road in my personal opinion but yeah my question we got a is, long time for that i know does he have snaps left in him and will he play football oh, I, as a starter oh i think he's got a big second chapter if you will in line for him i really do and, I, and you know smart by him this is a smart move because he can basically by doing this if you're going to bench me you're not going to dictate where i'm going to go you're not going to trade me to someplace i don't want to play and then also get assets back in return. No, you're going to release me, enforce this no-trade clause. I'm going to be a free agent so I can go where I want to go and where I know I can win and where I can succeed. So tip of the cap to Derek Carr. And he's smart on the field and off the field as well. That's your guy. Love this guy. That's your guy. This is the Colts Podcast, brought to you by our friends at WinBet. J.J. Stankovitz is here from Colts.com. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I'm Jeffrey Gorman. we got a lot to talk about coming up on the audio network, but Maytay first. I love it. Let's peek inside that four-inch wall between your ears and go into your brain and find out how it works. Small brain. Maytay, what is your random thought of the week, As we close up here, Jeffrey, what defunct restaurant restaurant or food chain do you still wish you could go to and get a good meal jj i gotta i gotta sit on this for a minute for Ooh, wow Jeez, what be defunct Where? restaurant no longer in existence boy that's yeah. a great one matt that's really I'll good go, i'll go first uh, if you want to get it i got it yep uh in chicago yep there is a place that that existed it was called hot dugs and they had i'll be a dog they had they had just the best dogs and sausages they were all weird you could get like a turducken dog whatever like you want they're all really good and it closed down the only place you can get it now is in center field at wrigley field they have a stand not as good as the original one but yeah, i'll wow. say hot dogs hot dogs mine is chi chi's oh remember like chi chi's yeah yeah, yeah yeah that got it done back in the okay, day okay I, I american style text jeffrey which i think I know you're gonna is- say old country buffet that was one. Yeah. Uh, that was one. You just go on there and strap on the feedback. But remember, you know the, <laughs> remember the Sunshine Cafe or yeah. the, the old Waffle yeah. House? Sure. Yeah. Waffle House, they're still around, though. But I'm going to say to one, Matt, you can help me with the name. Remember, I would go, We I would bring you sometimes up up the road here in Indianapolis, and we'd go to the corner of 56 and uh, Lafayette, and there was that. Um, uh, 56 and yeah, Lafayette. Yeah, the, the, the middle, uh, the, the pizza and uh, Euro place. 
Oh, and Ma, yeah. And Ma was behind the counter. Yeah, she was, yeah. Hey, honey, come on in here and sit down. We'll get you fed. I want to call it. It's like Maggiano's, but it's not Maggiano's. Yeah, I know but what you're talking like about. That. I can't. But that's a, I want to give them some love, but I can't think of it. They went out of business. I would go in there. They'd see me in the door. I'd be waiting in line nine deep, and they'd already have my food ready yes, because they, they knew what I was getting. Yeah. You know, So that's what I loved about it. Maybe Maggiano's or Margie. I don't know, one of those. But yeah. We are here talking and celebrating the hire of Shane Steich and Colts fans. We do have a new regime under belt. Uh, he did sign the deal earlier today or yesterday as far as saying it. We saw the press conference today. How many players were out there today, guys? Did you have a chance to count? How many current looked players? Like, it looked like about 10 or 12. Yeah. Yeah. 10 or 12 out yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I saw Pittman, Quentin yep. Nelson, mm-hmm. Ryman. Uh, who else? That's what I was looking at. I saw Cato June for a second. I thought he was a player, but he's not. He's our linebacker coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, we, we he was represented well. And Mr. Ursay put the you know email out there and said, hey, everybody come down. Welcome the new member of the family. So it was a great day. If you're a Colts fan, be ready for some exciting things offensively happen up. Obviously, the draft coming around the corner. We're going to find out what Steichen does with his uh, offensive and defensive staff coming up. We're going to keep you updated all the time. And don't forget, we have things going on that you can always listen to. we got an interview with the new head coach, Shane Steichen, as he visited the radio studio. You can also follow the Free Agent Tracker podcast. They are back this week, coming up later this week. We're going to examine the free agency profiles of offensive lineman Matt Pryor, Dennis Kelly, also Defensive lineman coming off an of injury, Tyquan Lewis we're going to look at. Last week, we looked at the profiles of Ashton Doolin, Bobby Okereke, and those podcasts are available right now. Don't forget the last word. This is a push for me. I'm on that show with Matt Taylor, Voice of the Colts. It's our off-season radio show airing Friday night at 6 o'clock on 93.5 and 107.5. I think 107.5. we'll have something to talk about this week. Yeah, we will. We're going to do it up there, and hopefully John can come on and say hi to with us. That's me and Matt Taylor. It'll also be available on demand. Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network. Guys, Valentine's Day, you're both married men give it to me how are you spoiling <laughs> the not, boss i'm not giving it how to you. are you spoiling the boss at home today <laughs> jj i'm starting with you it is valentine's day uh by going to get the kids and uh being a dad i don't know we we're not not a huge valentine's day crew although we always wound up taking vacations uh right around valentine's day and then doing something like super over the top like we we did like a couple's massage in San Diego one year oh. that just happened to be on Valentine's oh. Day. And it's like, oh, wow. And then the next year we got like a heart-shaped ribeye because it was on sale at the butcher. Heart-shaped and, ribeye? Yeah. Whoa. yeah. Kinda, so like every year we just like unintentionally back into meat. doing something super lovey-dovey <laughs> for Valentine's Day. On that ribeye, did you cook it or did you boil it? Cooked. Did you? Had a boil. boil a ribeye. Get out of here. All right, so just, picture this, Jeffrey. This is, <laughs> have you ever seen anything more fish out of water than me inside, <laughs> yeah, of, a, right, inside yeah. of a jewelry store? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Can you picture me in a jewelry store yeah. asking the right and appropriate questions? I can see you at an auto parts store going, hey, where's the rings at? <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, you're getting washers around here. Mate, say, what are you doing? Come on, it's Valentine's No, that's Day. what I'm trying to tell you. Two weeks ago, I'm in the jewelry store. Oh, really? Picking, for picking, sure. Picking out earrings for, for today. What a boy. Look at you. Yeah. God, you're like Fabio on the cover of a, <laughs> of a novel. I mean, just love everywhere and the romance. Wind, the wind in my hair God, you, and my chest sticking hopefully out. Hopefully you, you, you rented Stallion. a white horse and come in today on that thing. And hand off those earrings. First time in a while, though. Well yeah. done, First kid. time in a while, well though, done. I came off the top rope on Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Your loved ones, share with them and let them know that you love them. Hey, it's been a great day here. We love these days here in Indianapolis. Shane Steichen, your new head coach. This is the Colts Podcast, brought to you by our friends at WinBet. We'll come back with more next week. We'll see you on Colts.com.